What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Your host, as always, here with you, Devin Uglin and Ronnie Flores. Before we jump into our, our topics today, which include RJ Hampton deciding to go overseas instead of uh, going the college route, uh, what we saw at the Magic Memorial Day tournament uh, this past weekend, and a preview of the Pangos All-American Camp this weekend. Ronnie, I wanted to throw something at you because my favorite time of the year is here. I didn't tell you I was going to do this because I want your natural reaction to what I'm about to tell you. Okay, great. So the the uh, spelling bee mm-hmm. is going on now, right? Do you ever watch the spelling <laughs> yeah, bee? I do on, on, they do on ESPN sometimes yeah. to televise it, right? The spelling bee is going on. So and the little kid that fainted like five years ago. Yeah, I mean, this, down is, and... this is one of my favorite times of the year because it's like the Dork Olympics. Yeah, it's like the national championship for. For dudes who, who may, may or may not play sports and may or sure. not may not be good at it, you know they're spelling words, uh, they're hi- missing high fives after they get a word right. They get real upset when they, when they get you know the bell, they ring the bell and then they're out. Yeah, oh, I follow it a little bit. It's I see the highlights. I watch it a little bit actually. This also brings up um, one of my worst moments in my entire life. <laughs> every year, okay. every year this happens. Brings up one of the worst moments I've worst things I've ever done in my life. Third grade spelling bee, Circle View Elementary School, Huntington Beach, California. Wow. I'm going to set the scene. We're in the auditorium, right? The multi-purpose room, whatever. Of course. There's Every, everyone everybody's in the stands, classroom is there. Yeah. Right. Parents, students, right? It's it's a top two, me and Kenny Tran. We're okay. going head to head. Um, Kenny got, Kenny's got one word. If he spells it right, he wins. I lose. Okay. If he gets it wrong and I spell the word right, I win. He loses. Okay. Okay. So I got the scene. So the scene set. We're behind the curtain, waiting, to, waiting to come out for the final round. The word is August. That's the that's okay. the championship word. Weak ass word, right? August. Okay. That's the word. Okay. Kenny Tran has. If he spells it right, I lose. August is when I was born, so I knew August. Yeah. I had that in the. You should bag. have known August anyway right. by that I mean, time. Sure, but, but I had it yeah. in the bag. Yeah, you were in the bag. Then. So I threatened Kenny Tran. <laughs> I said, Kenny. <laughs> If you miss this word, if you if you get this word right, I will beat your ass after school. <laughs> Straight up, like yeah. I'm not even joking. You just were excited, yeah. No, I was just I was a trash talking. I was a dick. Yeah. I was trash talking, right? And yeah. the thing about it is, Kenny Tran was about four feet two, wow. ninety pounds. Okay, I was basically the same size as I am now. Not as heavy, but yeah. I was like five eight, like a legit hundred and thirty pounds, pounds. right? Yeah. Just like big, I was a big third, dude, fourth grader, yeah. right? I was a big third, fourth grader. I kind of was in the similar, <laughs> right? Skinny, so, but not big, but skinny. Kenny but, Tran for sure knew August. Kenny Tran walked on that stage and butchered August. Oh, that sounds like a. I think guy. it was like A U G I S T or something like that. Yeah, butchered it. Butchered okay. August. I walk out. I spell August. I'm the king of the of the school. Yeah, king of the third graders, and I feel like shit about it. <laughs> Kenny, if you're out there listening, my friend. I apologize. Kenny and I went on to be friends through high school and I'm all sure. that stuff. That's right? how it happens. You know, you I still talk to him a little bit, but man, what a, what a dick move that was, dude. And yeah. I, every year the spelling bee comes around, I just I just feel so bad about it. Well, I have a funny story like that <laughs> in sixth grade. It's uh, obviously a few years earlier, Balboa Elementary in Encino. Uh, that's where I went. And I read a lot of books at that time. I, I read mostly sports, but I did. I got into astronomy, uh, you know, physics a little bit. And I knew a lot of just random facts. So we had the same thing. We had a somebody from the school was going to represent us in the district, like in a uh, you know, in a kind of a what do you call it? like a face yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, and you like, go to the go to the schools, go right. to the city district, and then the district champion maybe goes to some kind of regional or, or, or national thing. And yeah, Alexander was the smart kid. He was real smart. He was smarter than me, and. Um, 
for my class, I had it in the bag. I was really cocky. And, you know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know I know the, the you know latitude and longitude of that city. Right. Uh, Right. Yeah, I know how far uh, the sun is. It's 91 million miles from Earth. Just, I, just dumb shit. Dumb stuff. Yeah. You know, I know how many rings around Saturn, that kind of thing. So, you know, I get up on the stage, and I re- I didn't realize, like, what it was. I was like, oh, man, like you said, the parents were there. Yeah. The whole school was there. And I, man, I just didn't do too well at oh, all. The only one I got right was what's the uh, most populated city in North America. And I knew Mexico City at that time was Mexico City. So okay. I mean, I butchered the other one. So really? I, I kind of just brought the me pres- down to The earth. pressure got to you a little bit? Yeah, I just kind of got... I was like, man, I don't even care about this. But I was happy for Alexander because yeah. he was going to do better. And I remember he was just so happy. And I was like, I, when's lunch? Like, right, right. When are we going to go play so after? <laughs> You and I were care. on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, I just you didn't, didn't care. care and no. I was so into it that I threatened the kid to beat down to miss August. Yeah, it's just funny the things you remember later in life, you know. you Obviously, we got to make the decisions and... Uh, just jump into this. It sounds like there's been some decisions made. Uh, do you want to talk about RJ's decision first? Yeah. Some of these high school uh, yeah, let's, coaching no, let's, yeah, things. Let's, what do you What do you want to jump let's into? Let's start first? with RJ. Then, as we go into Magic Memorial, we can kind of discuss the big coaching hires that yeah. uh, okay. um, were made base, basically today. Okay. Uh, in high school basketball, RJ Hampton, um, as everybody probably knows, yeah, opted, yeah, opted to go overseas, play in the NBL. Um, I believe it's for the uh, New Zealand Breakers, uh, yeah. and that's the Australian Basketball League. Um, instead of going to college, he reclassified from 220, 220 to 2019 and um, basically is skipping his senior year to go overseas and uh, kind of uh, quicken the process to get to the NBA. Yeah. And, you know, it's been done before. We'll get into that in a little bit, but let's talk about this specific player, RJ Hampton, and how he's going to fare overseas. I mean, from everything I've seen, um, he didn't need to play a senior of, of high school basketball. Yeah, similar or, yeah. to like an Anthony Edwards yeah. or a Nico. He didn't need that extra. They were ready. It wasn't going to make him do any, get him any or better. Johnny Juzang, same thing. I saw RJ Hampton um, on the YBL uh, this in Atlanta, one of the, the first session. Uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, he'll shoot the ball. He's pretty good in pick and roll. He can make plays. He's definitely a scoring guard. Yeah, whether he's a like most point guard. guards are though. Yeah, he's, he he can light it up. Um, I I like him as a, a long term prospect. Uh, some people think he, you know, because he played a little bit where a, a team was made around him. Little Elm in Texas, yeah, like and and also on UA before yeah. last year. You know, he played on the UA circuit and he can shoot any shot he wanted. And uh, uh, you know, some people knock him for that, but I think he overall has. You know the ability to be a pro, a good pro, and, and gonna, a lot lasting pro. I think more obviously he's a pro already, yeah. but he's going to get some money. But what the the one thing I did notice that I like what he says is he didn't make no bones about it. He goes, college basketball is not really my dream and my goal. Like my, I want to be an NBA player. Okay, and I like that. Just thought the way he said it was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I make no bones about it. I'm not trying to sit here and say. Thanks for all these coaches for recruiting me, but I'm gonna go. Like he didn't. He didn't care. No, he didn't care. He wanted to go pro. Yeah, and whether whether it was one year overseas yeah. into the NBA or yeah. or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think he's a you know a lot of these guys now, especially yeah uh, the top end players are, are kind of guys who have the ability to skip college, go play one yeah. one year overseas, and, and still be fine because yeah. of you know, how much film there is, how, how many times Correct. NBA scouts are able to evaluate them at the high school level and just the, the advanced skill sets they all possess. Like yeah. a, a lot of these kids are just so advanced. Their games are so, um, so good already and their, their physicality, they're ready for it. Yeah. I agree with you there. So and go, I, why not, why not go 
you know, yeah. he's going to make six figures, obviously. Easily. I, I heard he's he going to have the two-year yeah. shoe deal already yeah. locked in as well. Uh, so that's another six figures. So For who, a kid who doesn't want to go to college. Yeah, just go make money. Yeah. Or, and, and also saying, maybe I could go to college later. Sure. What's wrong with You can he, always go take online classes and get your degree that way yeah, if you want to go to college. Yeah, he's going to have a, a window to play professional sports, and he knows that window. He seems pretty, you know, cognizant of it, so he's going to go for it. So He's good enough to, to yeah. do that. Um, Kudos to RJ Hampton. Yeah. Hope it works. Let's As we talk about other guys, I think the, people, the reason why people are really into this one is because, or this scenario, is because he was fully qualified. Whereas to the go other, to college, yeah. Go to college. Whereas you look at some of the other guys, um, even go back further than the local guys, you look at the guy who obviously set this off and set this trend going this way. Now it's already more than 20 years ago. Kevin Garnett, there was questions about you know, his academics. If he was even going to yeah. be able to get into college. And obviously the next year, Kobe Bryant was the guy that's like, yeah, he could. he's just skipping it. Right. You know, and, and yeah, Garnett is, was good This enough. is when yeah, high school players are allowed to go straight to the pros. Correct. Which so, is, could be down the pike here soon with, with correct. changes. In- so when you look at the more current guys, now, now Kevin Garnett was great. And it's funny, we saw our buddy Clark Francis, uh, my buddy uh, Clark Francis this yeah, week. I'm not sure Clark's yeah, my, my buddy, buddy, but yeah, hey. Not yet. Yeah. Nah, Clark, yeah, yeah. Clark's eh. been around for a long eh. time. Yeah. And... Uh, at the time, it's funny how we, I always said, and I go back and I look at uh, Joe Smith being the number one pick, Stackhouse was in that draft, and I go back and I, I always tell people, Garnett should have been the number one pick. But you just didn't think about high school players like that yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Compared to like Kwame, which was a mistake, uh, and right. LeBron and then others. LeBron was a know, pretty good pick, right? Yeah, yeah. LeBron would have okay. been the good pick. <laughs> he was all right. Would have been the pick to be number one, but Garnett should have been the number one pick. And at the time, our buddy Clark, was saying, if I'm the Bulls, uh, I trade Scottie Pippen to get that number one pick because that will guarantee that the Bulls will be good. He printed this, and he put it in Basketball Times, that the Bulls will be good after Jordan's ready to retire. And I think at the point, people were like, what are you talking about? He's just a high school player. You kind of think, and he was like, you know what? Trust me, this was 1995. So Jordan was kind of already like coming back from retirement. But they won three more titles after 95, so... Yeah, it was very interesting the way he put it. He was saying, like, this guy's going to be good 10 years from now. He's going to be sure. all-time great. And he, he was right. Well, yeah, but would, but would you have traded Pippen? Would like they have that? won titles yeah. with Kevin Garnett and Jordan yeah. if they had traded Pippen away? Yeah. I mean, I don't I, know. I, I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. No, he was just saying to, set, he was saying to set him up yeah, yeah. after Jordan was gone, that they would still be competitive and good but would you, in the would early you give, 2000s. Would you get three titles to mm, be set up for? for yeah. I mean. It's very interesting. Yeah. But the point was he said those type of things. Because he had seen Garnett plenty of times to yeah. know that he had the work ethic, that he was going to be good, where most people were like, no way, that's high school. I mean, I but think now, that statement in yeah. itself, like they're yeah. going to be set up for years yeah. down the line yeah. after Jordan, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. you give up three, three titles for that? Correct. So he was trying to make the point that, hey, guys, some of these guys, like, to your point, are that good. Yeah. Where I think at that time we weren't ready to say, whoa, a high school player is going to be that good. And so when you come back to now the, the, the current crop that has done it, they all have a different scenario. Brandon Jennings had the scenario. He was a ha- national high school player of the year where yep. he was academics. He didn't know if he was going to get in Arizona. There was but he was originally questions. committed to Arizona. He went Correct. to Oak Hill, started at Dominguez yeah. In, yeah. in Compton. He was the number one overall player in that, in in that, that class. class. Am I right? Generally considered, yeah. Consensus-wise, yeah. yeah. Generally considering. Okay. And uh, he did good. I mean, Brandon has made over... 20, 30 million dollars. Millions, millions of dollars. So that worked, in, in my opinion. His NBA career, career maybe wasn't as correct. He had some injuries. Good as he maybe some got expected. a little sidetracked. You know, he's got injuries. He's 
okay. But he could obviously play, as you said, 55 points in his seventh game. No, yeah, he, he was ob- he was a, a very points. good NBA player, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. he didn't, so that, that didn't hurt him at all. Jeremy Tyler jumped up a grade, so he was a little bit, he jumped up, yeah. reclassed. Um, he went to China, correct? Yeah, he went to China. That was maybe the ma- little less imma- maturity than some of these guys. Garnett was a tireless worker. He was in the pros. He was, you know, I, I think some of these guys, the, the maturity comes in a little bit. We'll see with RJ Hampton. Jeremy Tyler of this group, we're talking about Brian Bowen, Terrence Ferguson, Emmanuel. He seemed to be the one that had the most distractions. What should I do okay. around him? Didn't work as well. Uh, just jump to Brian Bowen. He obviously got caught in the yeah the federal um, investigation. He got you know with Louisville. Kind of, yeah, kind of got at the short end of the stick as the player. Sure, you know people are throwing money around. Okay, what about the player? Yeah, that makes sense. And he, he had to. He needed to work. We we don't know how this one is going to to play out. No, he, he went overseas for a year. He's been in. He he got invited to the NBA draft combine. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for Bowen and. Um, so the the verdict is still out on how going overseas helped or hurt him. Um, Terrence Ferguson he's made carved himself out a nice role with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So long athletic, yeah, that did, it didn't really hurt him. And Emmanuel Mudiay had some ups and downs with Denver. Yeah, I believe with with the Knicks now. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean maybe he wasn't a pro level player. I mean he was but very good in high was, school though. He was yeah, good in high school. Maybe he just didn't project as as we thought he would. Because he's one of the higher-rated players of this group. Yeah, and you know, he, was, he was the top five player in the class. Yeah, right? definitely higher rated than Brian Bowen. He was a top five player in the class. He was good. Ferguson. He was good in high school, man. And obviously, he's, yeah, he's struggling he with the jump strong. shot. Though. Yeah, and that's something you you know you talk about players, and I think that's the point Clark was trying to make that Garnett was going to work to be a great player. Yeah, he can't. You know, to this day, he'll say he's one of the hardest working players he's ever seen, mm-hmm. and I I agree with that. You know, so will these guys work as hard? Is Brian Bowen gonna you know? last and and, and and get to that level and and just do whatever it takes to stay you know sometimes gays gets just sidetracked with money uh people in his ear people, people in, in their camp, ears yeah. brandon same thing you know jeremy tyler there's a million things going on there so hopefully but you know i just from the start of it what i heard rj say it just sounded like um a positive step for him yeah you know if you don't want to go because why should he take away somebody's scholarship and why should these guys be at an academic institute of higher learning that they don't want to be there? I don't, yeah. you know, this this uh, natural farm system. I, I just it's that's changing. I'm glad that's changing a little bit. You know, the NBA is already what 25 percent international. So right. this natural farm system of college, I don't. To me, it don't matter if it goes away because there still be some players that deserve to go to college, mm-hmm. want to go to college, and want to be there for four years and. That's what college is really supposed to be about. Right. And if, if it ends up being, you know, players go from high school straight to the NBA or yeah. able to do that, there's going to be hits and there's going to be misses. There's going to, like you said, at the beginning, I think there's going to be a lot of misses. There's going to be a lot of misses. And we talked about it, about yeah. they should get a committee to say, hey, this guy, kind of like they do in college, because now high school players can be involved with agents soon, right? Is yeah, I think be, yeah, I think that's that's coming soon. But you have to be certified or, or classified by that by USA Basketball. Right. Yeah, and there's going to be hits and misses just like there were when when um, uh, they were allowed to go from straight to the... Yeah, the, like, Leon Smith. Kwame Brown, yeah. I mean, the names are... Corleone Young. Corleone Young. There's a lot of names that, that we could mention, um, but there's a lot of guys who did hit. So Correct. Either way, we're, we're hoping for the best for RJ Hampton. I think he's one of those guys who, um, from, from all accounts, everything I've read and everything I've heard, is a guy who wants to work is a guy who's yeah. mature enough to handle this and you know 
will probably be drafted next in next year's NBA draft, 2020 NBA draft. And, you know, we'll see how his, how his career plays out. Um, but we're hoping for the best for him. And we're going to jump into the Magic Memorial Day tournament and what we saw. Um, a lot of good high school players on display there. Uh, it was at Orange Lutheran High School and at various other sites put on by the Compton Magic. Uh, Ronnie, we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Spent about 30 hours on those awful bleachers. Yeah. My back is just killing me. I'm almost 32 years old, and I already got back <laughs> problems. Uh, yeah, you got to ride it out. I know you want to get one of those uh, backrests like the moms have. Yeah, I want to get one I of those just, chairs. I want to get one of those, like... Those backrest yeah. chairs? I mean... You're going to have to do some uh, finagling I'm going to do a Twitter poll. Like, I want to know if anyone would make fun of me if I walked in with one of those cushion chairs. Well, I think you're going to have to, like, give it to somebody or give it to Reed, <laughs> like, one of the trainers. Yeah, or have them hide down high. for me. Yeah. Something I can't, incognito. If I you can't walk, walk in, there, in there. Nah, if you walk in there with that. All might, credibility yeah, goes yeah, out, right? Yeah, you might lose a couple of your, your I mean, subscribers. I don't, have any, I don't have any street cred as it is, but <laughs> if any anybody who gives me any street cred, that shit goes out the window as soon as I walk in with one of those padded chairs. I believe so. Yeah. You got to stick it out like our guy, Matty Kovac. Uh, uh, he, he stands, stands up time, like though. he's like the young Tom Kachowski. I don't know, Devin, if you know much yeah, about I Tom do, Kachowski. I do. He just Tom Kachowski just stand in one spot and scout for like eight straight hours, That's nine insane. straight hours. And I've seen him do it. It's just like one time I saw him do it about ten years ago at a camp. It's just like, and he's an older gentleman. It's just Matt, it's Matt, ridiculous. Matt stands the whole time. Yeah, for hours and for hours. For hours and hours and hours. I don't understand. Like, yeah, I can't do that. But anyways, no. let's jump into the what we saw. So, uh, seventeen championship was won by the Compton Magic. 16th championship was won by Team Lillard on a, on a controversial call we'll, we'll get into later. And the 15th championship was won by Dream Vision. So, Ronnie, give me a couple of your top uh, 17th players. Um, we have a list here written. Give me the, give me the first three, and I'll, I'll, we'll, then we'll, we can go into the rest of them. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about, from the winning team, um, the Compton Magic 17s, they won, like the Battle Cup, like the mini pool, the super pool, so to call it. And they beat the Dream Vision main team, yep. quote unquote main team, by 20 points. And I thought Dalen Terry, six foot six from Hillcrest, combo guard was the, the catalyst. And he did well in the championship game on Monday um, as well. Um, I thought he played well. The second guy who I liked was Bubakar Kulabai. I don't know how to say Kulabali. Kulabali from. Yep. San Gabriel Academy, um, six foot nine, six foot ten, shot blocker, extraordinary. Does very well in that regard. Um, the third guy I would mention would be Ian Martinez from J. Sarah High School in San Juan Capistrano, who plays for Southern California All Stars. PB, yeah, for the grassroots Maverick, Pat the, Barrett, the forty year guy, Pat Barrett. <laughs> you know, if you're on his text and email uh, list. You know, I'm yeah, sure you know, you, you know, you know, you know, about doing. <laughs> you know everything about what Ian's doing. So talk a little bit about those three players. I will talk a little bit about those three players more. Uh, Dalen Terry is um, come up, you know, from a bit from behind with this 220 national group. But he's now he's made his 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 waves. And I think most people consider him a top 30 to 40 player. You know, that's that's fair for him. Um, he's very young for this group. There's actually going to be some 221s that we're going to see at the Pangos camp, which again later that are older than Dalen, <laughs> even though he's 220. We won't, we won't go know. into that, but yeah. Yeah, you, you know, that's really the point. Like, he could yeah. be really good later. Oh, imagine if Dalen was a 221 prospect. Yeah. yeah. Or even, I hate to say it, he doesn't turn 17 till July, 222. <laughs> you know, like it just it's not necessary for him to be 222, kind of like we're saying about RJ Hampton. 
But as 221, wow, he would be, you know, a top 10 player. And he's tracking up a great defender. Uh, you know, play both sides of the ball, Great play passer. off the ball, sees the court. He's still working on getting by his defenders, exploding by. It's usually he's small guards get up under him. They they try to knock him off his base and change, make him change direction. Yeah, but he's still doing a great job. Um, and he's finally getting a little stronger, coming into his own. So he did very well when he went up against his high school teammate Kyrie Walker. And Kyrie's obviously had a big name in that class, and he's from Hillcrest. Uh, academy as well Kyrie you know originally from Oakland and and, and Dalen just outshined him from the team's perspective and from the individual perspective so uh you know he he's tracking upward we'll see him at the Pangos camp this weekend uh Bubakar uh shot blocker extraordinaire um like I mentioned he's knows what he is he dominated at the 16 level last year for Dream Vision for Clayton Williams's program they don't really have a 16 but they yeah. have a second kind of squad that has a mixture of Older and younger players, right? And they actually performed well this weekend and outperformed the top team. Yeah, you know the top team got knocked off, and and, and they made it to the championship game. Now he had a chance to go up against Evan Mobley, who is by all intensive purposes the number one player in the two twenty class. He's from Rancho Christian. We've talked about him many times, and he just that's the difference between him being a top fifty or seventy five guy, and maybe you know we'll see what he does at Pangos to being going up against the number one guy because he didn't score. Yeah. But he still blocked shots. He grabbed rebound, had to keep him in the game. Are you sure he didn't and, score? Because Frank swore yeah, he yeah. scored. <laughs> <laughs> he had a little limp at the end. He missed it. Just kind of was a microcosm of what happened. You know, uh, they, they they missed some point-blank shots. They had plenty of opportunity, meaning Dream Vision, to, yeah. to tie that game. Frankie Collins, the 221 uh, guard, brought him back. They just couldn't get over the hump. And, um, you know, Bubakar, we'll see what he does at Pangos against other 6'9". Because he didn't go up against too many other big guys because Dream Vision itself is a big team. So, you know, uh, we'll we'll see how he tracks as the summer goes along. Then Martinez had a couple good, uh, very good games. He had some explosive moments. I think uh, the NBA scouts uh, at Pangos are going to want to take a look at him. He's uh, originally from South America. Is he from Honduras? Devin, correct me if I'm wrong, or is he from, oh, he's from uh, Colombia? Is this the Dominican Republic? No. I'm not really sure. I hey, I yeah, we're not. We're not sure. There's something for Ian yeah. to answer. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I do. I, I want to mention that that yeah. because that that always draws attention. Oh, where's this kid from? You know, he's a what would what we call a a a player. You know, international type player, and he is a super explosive jump shots coming around. Uh, I think a lot of national scouts um, like what they see in him. That don't see him as much as you, especially. I'd like to see him have more dominant moments at, than he did at Jay Sarah. Yeah, I would like to see him that translate to wins, and, and, and hopefully that translates to wins, you know, for his his grassroots team and for his high school team next year. Yeah, because I I didn't see too many dominant moments during the high school team, but I but I saw a good prospect. Well, the thing with Ian yeah. is at the high school level, he has he has some pieces around him who are yeah. Yeah. who are. Good, like yeah, DJ Rodman, yeah, uh, Hugo, Hugo's yeah. on a club Hugo's team as well, yeah. Um, a uh, couple good pieces uh, on that club team. He's he's the guy. Like yeah. they go as he goes. If he doesn't score thirty points, they're gonna lose by twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it might actually be a good situation for him to learn how to be the guy. Yeah, uh, learn how take that that burden on and and weight on his shoulders and have to carry a team. Yeah, uh, that might be a good thing down the road for Ian. But like you said, he's a freak athlete. Yeah. Transition, he's a menace. It's impossible to keep him in front because he's so shifty. Uh, Long arms, long legs, uh, jump shot. I mean, he gets 
how high off the ground is his jump shot, man? I mean, yeah. his vertical is insane. It's impossible to block his shot. Still a little inconsistent from three-point range. More of a better of a pull-up jump shooter than he is a, a, a catch-and-shoot guy from three. Um, but a nice prospect nonetheless. Um, Evan Mobley, obviously, Dylan Terry is a great yeah. passer. A guy who I want to mention who both yeah, of us really like. Talk about your three guys. Yeah, it was uh, Frankie Collins. Plays on that Dream Vision Next team. It's the quote-unquote second 17s team. I mean, I think Frankie Collins should be on that first team. Uh, on yeah. the top team, he's a he's a great point guard uh, of the scoring Strong. point guard mold, which yeah. is what we talked know, about. Everybody is kind of yeah. now. Um, but again, he's he's a very good passer when he needs to be. But Frankie Collins is strong. He's six one. Um, he stays on balance through contact. Uh, really good leaper and finisher around the basket. And his jump shot is another thing that needs to come along. Um, but the thing I like about Frankie is he's dynamic, both in personality and on the court in his game. Yeah, like he he can take over a game. He can, he can with he can defense dictate it with a, on both ends. He can dictate yeah. it. Defense, he's he's great at getting in passing lanes. Uh, and people hear footsteps with Frankie. Yeah, Collins. that's interesting. That being six one, he gets around a, a defender blocker. and yeah. he shot block. He'll get up there on the on and pin it. And people are like, and against taller players. Yeah, and that's just a a huge. A huge, uh, you know, repertoire, something you have in your arsenal yeah. is to play D like that, block shots from behind, you know, come right. up with steals, pick people's pockets, another, finish with strong yeah, another def- Another defensive guy who who I liked at the end of the weekend was DJ Jackson, Compton Magic 17s, plays at Etiwanda for Coach Dave Kleckner, was at Cajon first and then transferred over yeah. um, after that team broke up. Uh, but DJ Jackson was a menace defensively in that championship game. Him and Frankie Collins actually went, kind of went, went at it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, DJ just he plays hard. He plays the right way. If he's hitting open catch and shoot jumpers, he's a guy who who could put himself in a conversation as a low D one player. Do you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, I agree with that. What I see him was he's always trying to, um, like you said, he's got to shoot the open shot. He's yeah. always trying to find some crease, trying to make a play for somebody else. Yeah. But you know, at some point, he's got to keep the defense honest, right? You be know, confident in that jump shot. Be confident in the and jump he, shot. When he takes it, it looks good, and, and for yeah. the most part, it goes in. But a lot of times, like you said instead of he's got so many weapons with him on the court yeah. sometimes when there's a driving kick and he has an open shot he will settle for you know getting yeah. in the paint and trying to lob to evan mobley which is a great play right yeah. sometimes, sometimes he goes into the defense yeah, sometimes it's it's bringing you're, an you're extra defender the, in there yeah you're going into the defense instead of uh and he's not the only kid that does that but you go into the defense and making a harder play when you had an easier play. yeah another guy who boosted his stock in that championship game despite the loss was will mcclendon uh He's a knockdown shooter, 221 from Bishop Gorman, knockdown shooter. Um, and when he's hitting, man, I mean, you have to get a hand up yeah. at any range because as soon as that thing's going up, if he gets hot, he, he's not gonna, he's not afraid to pull it, and he hits it at a, at a consistent clip when he's hot. But again, he's a, he's a streaky shooter. Streak hit and miss. Yeah. He's, I was going to mention that he, he missed his last four or five, but he was really got him in the game and, in the and kept half, him in yeah. the game first half. Uh, they just went a little cold there at the end. It was 53-48, I believe, was the final score of that championship game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he did a good job. He's a big body on defense. Like you said, he just needs to be more consistent, streaky. Yeah. Streaky offensively. But right. his defense never never wavers. Yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the things I like about all these guys that we're mentioning right now is they're they're all locked in defensively. Yeah. You know what I mean? For, for the most part, uh, especially this weekend. I think yeah. all these guys did a, did a nice job of trying to actually stop somebody. Yeah. Which yeah. is not really the case in, I mean, any basketball setting these days. I mean, honestly, at the high school level, you get certain teams who play defense like Annette Wanda, yeah. right? Who are out there looking to lock you down. Bishop Bishop Montgomery, great team defense. Yeah. But on, on the club level, 
you see that kind of you know take a step down, but these guys were, were all about it. And uh, another guy I want to mention uh, as, as we're talking about defense was Xavion Brown from Lake Show 17s. Uh, they lost in the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, to Dream, tough scrappy yeah, team. Dream They're always next. like that. Yeah. They don't have like a superstar talent like a lot of these yeah. teams do, but man, they just have a collection of guys who want to bust your ass. Yeah. And Xavion Brown is one of those guys. He had one moment where um, you know someone closed out and he went right by him. Um, and when you close out on Xavion, you don't have to worry about the shot. I mean, because he's not going to shoot it. We'll get yeah. into that in a second. But he went by that guy, and Exploded, I mean, I thought yeah. he was going to explode and dunk on some six some ten guy. seven foot or whatever. But he, I mean, he cocked that thing back and then realized like he might not have had a handle on it and just kind of curled it around and put in a nice finger roll, George Gervin type type deal. And, and, and he was way high. Yeah. Oh my I god, his head was. Yeah. I mean, his forehead was above the rim for sure. He can uh, explode. We know that. Um, He's an underrated He's guy in, his, in yeah. that class, really. Yeah, I mean, we we've talked about him before. Um, obviously, we you know he he had up and down situation at at Sheldon. They have other good players this past season. Obviously, they lost in the state final. Uh, sometimes he gets like we mentioned, he gets lost in the mix. He's more explosive than than DJ Jackson. So when DJ maybe passes up a jumper or like you said, looks for a spectacular play, he's still under more under control. Xavion is explosive and sometimes gets out of control. Sure. You know, a little bit more out of control than because he's so explosive. He just has to work on stopping and starting and yeah. taking the jumper when it's there. Taking the jumper, yeah. Need, needs, to, needs to start hitting that to take elevate himself to a prospect to a player, you know, and a yeah. consistent player. Yeah. You know, um, that's, that, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, the jump a, shot is all, it's all he's missing because he's a he's a hellacious defender. He's yeah. he's got the size and length that everyone, you know, you, you see a, you see him. He's like a prototypical guy. You're like, damn. That guy's got the package as far as measurables and physicality goes, right? Yeah. Athletic, gets downhill, shifty, good pass. He's a very good passer. Um, he just has to get that, that jump shot down so well, the defense stays honest. Let me ask you a question, Devin. When yeah. you talk to coaches and when you, uh, you know, scout and evaluate, like, do you like coaches give enough credence to like saying, okay, I think that somebody can work on that aspect of their game. Let's bring them in. Or do you think they say, you know what, he hasn't got better at defense or he hasn't got better at jump shot, let's go to somebody else? Depends on the level, right? Yeah. You know. If you're a if you're a, a Pac-12, any high major conference, you're going to, yeah. I mean, do you really, is the idea yep. to develop? Yeah. Or are you okay. trying to win now, right? Okay. I think mid-majors are more apt to take on a guy who might have a, a, a glaring a weakness. weakness. Okay. And then work on that weakness and have that person become, you know, one of those guys who's as a junior and senior leads a team in a, to a deep run in a championship game because they have all those other um, attributes that you look for in a, in a leadership role or a defense or, you know, a passer. Um, but if and, I'm a high major coach, man, and, and I see Xavion Brown and that's the one thing I got to work on yeah. with him, I'm, I'm taking him all day. Okay, so that's the thing I was bringing up because yeah. I was mentioning to Xavion. I already know some higher-end coaches are going to be like, he can't shoot next. They're I, just going to I say don't that. care. He's a competitor. Yeah. He guards yeah. one through three. Um, so you're more along the lines that yeah. let's develop him. Let's for sure. Yeah, a guy like that, that a four year guy. By the time his senior year, if he can if he can hit the three point shot at a thirty five percent clip, you have that's good. Really you have player. a really good player. Yeah, you that have makes a sense. Very and good all around player. You know that that's kind of what I would look at it as Xavier. I think he should, and I think he eventually will go like more of a mid. Yeah, just because of that, sure. I don't think a coach is gonna say, "Hey, we got to look at somebody who can." Who he's can gonna not. he's gonna be good though. Yeah, at a mid mid major. Oh my god, he's gonna be good. Yeah, but, uh, talk a little bit about recruiting. Uh, Dale, going back to Dalen Terry, who'll yeah. be at the Pangos camp this week. He kind of gave me these three teams that he's kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of come to the forefront a little bit. And again, we talk about relationships between high school coaches, 
and and recruiting, recruiters between college scouts, I'm sorry, college coaches, assistant college coaches in Dalian as Colorado, Memphis, and uh, Vanderbilt. And obviously, those are based on relationships. Interesting you know, list, yeah. Uh, Colorado, Anthony Coleman was previously at Arizona State. Now he's at Colorado. He has a good relationship with um, Mike Miller at Memphis. Mm-hmm. And obviously, David Grace is with Jerry Stackhouse at and Vanderbilt. Two of those guys have ties to the Count of Magic, which yeah. is the team that Dalen Terry Yeah, so for. that's what we're talking about. So yeah. I just wanted to throw that so people talk about, like, you know, that's how relationships are built. That's what recruiting is based on. So he'll make an impact wherever he is. And like I said, he's not even 17 yet. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's got. I a, think Xavier's a little, a little young too. Yeah, we mentioned Xavier. You know, he might be a little young as as well. Yeah. Let's, so um, let's move to the 16s. Yeah. This is where the the controversy happened in that championship game uh, between Game Point Elite 16s and Team Lillard 16s. Um, let's talk about the that that first, and then we'll go to the players. So there's like 10 seconds left in the clock. Um, game points up, and oh, was it tied? Um, yeah, it was tied at was tied. 50 and game point is at the free throw line. Yeah. Mel, Mel Sanchez at the free throw line, uh, misses the front end of the one and one. So missed the free throw. Um, Lillard grabs the rebound, outlets it to Caden flowers who gets downhill, um, heading towards the basket for, for a layup and AJ Bergen, um, the 2021 mm-hmm. standout oh, from San Diego yeah. high school, um, yeah. Aaron Bergen's son. Full time, full time daddy. Yeah. Kind of, kind of takes a little angle, circles out, gets to the gets to the block, and feeder set, takes it in the chest. I'm not sure Flowers. I, I'm not sure I would consider him out of control. No, not no. necessarily. Not based on the, what the but he was the replay. Yeah, he was moving downhill at a, at a good rate. He's a strong strong kid, real big body. So AJ takes it, takes a shoulder right in the chest. I mean, it was for me. My opinion, it was as textbook a charge as you can you can do. Uh, Flowers, I mean, takes the contact and, and manages to get it up off the glass and, and score it at the buzzer uh, for the win. And I mean, it, it was just kind of pandemonium after that. There were three seconds left in the clock, really, when that when that yeah. that shot went in. Went through the basket. I'm not sure if Game Point had any timeouts left, uh, but everyone was just kind of in shock and looking around to f- try and see see like if, if there, there was, was a call, call or not. Yeah, because yeah. there's another game going on and there's whistles happening right on the next court. So sure. who knows? Everyone kind of stopped. The clock ran out, and uh, you know. The refs were um, met with some angst from some game point parents. Whatever, <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Um, but I mean, what, what do you think, Ronnie? Was that we, we were right there? We were watching it in live. We have a replay. Yeah, it's on all over Twitter. As as Rex Chapman would say, blocker charge. I think in this scenario, you go block because you don't. It's a it's a grassroots game. You don't worry about or I, yeah. I had no call. No call. Yeah, yeah you, you don't think worry it was fair about for a no call. Yeah, you don't worry about. Blockers are like we're gonna remember that that Game Point had a good tournament that their players individually, uh, you know, played well. I, yeah. I don't think Game Point has anything to hold their hand back. It's just like, no. Their coach is know. Ryan Smith. He's a Fallbrook yeah. head coach. Uh, yeah. He's just been killing himself the yeah. last couple of days. Yeah, because there's thing. a couple of things yeah. they could have done. Sure. You know, and uh, you talk about that. I, I I think they should have had all guys back off the free throw line. And we texted him before we started yeah. the podcast, and he was like, "Yeah." yeah. I, I probably right agree. Away. Yeah, they so thought Melo was going to make the free throws. Yeah, you, then you kind of you can trap either way, like have one guy in the middle and trap towards either sideline. You can slow the ball down. Yeah, you can just get in front of the ball yeah. better because AJ Bergen, if he's in front of the ball forty feet from the basket, it's a lot different than being in front of the ball two right feet from the, the basket. Yeah, two yeah. feet from the basket. So 
that that that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't think they need to dwell on it though at all. No, AJ they, played good. The they, whole the whole team and played well. Give credit to the kid from Lillard for getting down court and oh yeah making a play. Um, so that's what it's all about. Those guys making plays. And that was a hell and, of a shot too off the glass. I mean, yeah. how many kids do you see, let alone in that quick yeah. of a setting, do a you know off the yeah. glass bank shot runner? That's a yeah. tough shot. And I like uh, to talk about Team Litter. Obviously, they're NorCal based, but they got players from various uh, places in the yeah. state. Uh, I'll bring up one. You can bring up the other okay. kid. I like Sione Losi for Capital Christian. Uh, very good guard. Uh, he can really handle the ball. He's got good feel. Good Just feel. All, all and then we feel. talk about a lot of the guards. We've been talking about a lot of guards that like to score. Yeah. This guy can really distribute. And, and, and he wants to pass. Pass first guard. And he's a player to keep an eye on. He's a two twenty one guard, about six two. Devin, six yeah, six yeah. two. Real, real long person. though. Like he, he looks yeah. maybe about six three, but he's probably about six two. Thin kid, and he looks like he has a great future. So, some kid to track for the for the upcoming uh, summer Val. Yeah, uh, and Capital Christian has a lot of good players from you know from what I know from uh, you know following it, and also from what some of my NorCal contacts tell me. You know, Capital Christian has a lot of good young players. Yeah. Um, He's a nice you, one. You talk about yeah, the jo- other guy. Jonah Alvarez is the other guy. I believe he goes to Modesto Christian. Um, Jonah Alvarez. I could be I could be wrong on that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he goes to Modesto Christian. If we if we if we butchered that, our bad. But I think Ryan's going to check right now on the yeah. computer. But um, yeah, Jonah Alvarez is um, he's, in, he's just a knockdown shooter, uh, catch and yeah. shoot guy with good size, uh, yeah. strong frame. Um, but again, I, I like his his ability to get shots off, whether it's under pressure. With shot fakes and you know, one dribble right or left and, and pull ups or just a straight catch and shoot, uh, you always need a guy like that at, at any level to to stretch the floor for bigs or, or whatnot. Um, but he, he's a, he's a talented guy. Another guy I like on that team, uh, two other guys, kind of four men, physical, play hard. C.J. McMillan from Sweetwater, um, and San Diego, and, yeah, San Diego, and then uh, Darian Williams. Uh, he was wearing number four. Yeah, um, just kind of undersized guys who. who Use their physicality to their advantage and 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 really help their team on the offensive and defensive glass, and w- with energy and toughness. You always need kind of guys like that, guys like that who, you know, are going to out tough and always play hard and, and crash the boards. Um, so let's move on to a couple other guys we like on the 16s level, Ronnie, especially from the Dream Vision. Um, I mean, excuse me, not Dream Vision, the uh, Game Point Elite 16s. I think a guy that raised his stock, I think more than anybody this weekend was Trevin Martin. Game point oh, elite yeah. sixteen, Santa Fe Christian. Give give me your take. I'll give you my take. Well, what I saw first is I was watching the opposite court because obviously, like you said, there's two courts going on at 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 the same time. Whether you're upstairs or downstairs, uh, shout out to Orange Lutheran. They got a great facility to host these type of events. And I just turned around and I said, "This guy just exploded off the baseline. He looked like a college player." And I'm, "Oh wow, who's that?" And I noticed it was it was Martin. He just blew by his guy first step. I mean, this guy can finish around the basket, makes the right place. He's square. But that first step, I, I am, I'm expecting to see that out of a senior or like a guy that I know has worked on that. But the kid just exploded off his off his uh, you know his triple threat or his or his set feet, and I was just like, man, that guy's a player. Then I saw him starting hitting shots, making layups, yeah, making strong plays. Around. I'm like, yeah. okay, this kid is as good as I thought. It wasn't just like a because sometimes we see you play. We see in the past there where a kid makes a great play, but he didn't even know he made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It just it just happened that kind way. Kind of like a blip on the radar. Yeah, like a blip. But that wasn't the case. Uh, Martin is just that good. Yeah, so you, yeah. You, 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 yeah. I mean, you talk a little bit. The, more the way I like well. to describe Martin, I was kind of telling you when you were like, "Damn, that's Trevor Martin. He's yeah. he's really good." I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, he he looks like a choir boy, right? Yeah. He's 
this is a white kid, good yeah. size, six three. He's strong. He's strong. Right? He's not like he's not overly um, intimidating. No, ma- yeah. Like when you first look at him, like okay. yeah, this guy sometimes, can't play. That's sometimes what you'll see, like on a a team that doesn't have a big national fan for like you don't see that much on the Compton Magic yeah, or yeah. Green Vision. But sometimes when like you're watching LA Elite, Game Point, they, they you know, and that's great. They yeah. don't have those. High major guys that are going to Kentucky, Duke. Right, but they have guys who can play. Yeah, and they have guys Tra- who can play. Trevor Martin, he yeah. busts your ass down the court every game yeah. on both ends. Yeah. Like, you, if, if if there's one guy who's going to get into a street brawl on that team, I think it's Trevor <laughs> Martin. He's tough. He's, as, tough. he's yeah. tough as hell. Yeah. Right? And he takes elbows to the face, nothing. I yeah. think it was one game, I forget which game it was, maybe against the Knicks, Las Vegas Knicks. He was going up for, for a layup, got tackled, into yeah. the stands because no call. There's like there's like, there's like three feet from yeah. from the stands to the court. Yeah. Tackle, <laughs> no call. He gets up and just walks back on the court. Doesn't say yeah. anything to anybody. That's right? what we like to see. Yeah, that's yeah. what I like to see. He just he just he just he just busts your ass. And yeah. he, he doesn't care who you are. He's gonna go at you. Um, the one thing I like about Trevin, he's a good rebounding guard. It's really yeah. hard to find good rebounding guards, whether it's a a guy who comes in and flies in and, and grabs a board from from the perimeter, or a guy like Trevin who has fundamental box out ability yeah. and gets guys on his back and, yeah. and goes up and grabs rebounds at their peak. So Trevin Martin, um, I think Frank loved him. Joel loved him. Um, I think he's got a, yeah, yeah, he's got a bright future, and I think I think College, one programs couple, man get yeah. get on that guy as soon as you can. Um, another guy on that team who we all know really well yeah. because. You know, we know his dad. Yeah, his dad's yeah. in the industry. AJ yeah. Bergen. You know, I always like to mess with AJ. Yeah. Call. You know, he's he's, he's legit six two, pushing yeah. six three. I always tell him he's six one. I always tell him he can't play. Sure. I tell him what his weaknesses are. Um, just kind of mess with him a little bit. But of I, course, I, it's similar to situation as I would have with Rick Isaacs with, with Papa from from Pop Pop. Yeah. Two thousand twenty two from uh, from Henderson Coronado. Coronado. It's but, the same situation. You've known him since he was a kid. And yeah, it, so I always mess, mess with, with him. him. And yeah, after, same situation. After a game on, I believe it was Saturday, man, I called him over. I'm like, AJ, dude, like, I'm not even messing with you right now. You can play. Yeah. You can play basketball. You're, you're, really you're well. good. What I like to see is that he's working on the game to get better. Yeah. Uh, his body's been transformed. He looks like a, a really strong yeah. kid and uh, with a good base. He's uh, quick enough, not overly... You know he's not going to be ever could be confused for Allen Iverson. So yeah. what? And and it doesn't matter. He knows how to play, like you said. He he's got a strong base. That's going to take him very one. He has good size. He can handle the ball. He does, and he's a good yeah. shooter, so he can yeah. spread the floor. So he knows how to attack closeouts. And the thing I like about AJ yeah. is um, his passing. And yeah. he just has an IQ for the game. He, he makes just makes the that whole pass. team makes yeah. the extra pass, makes the simple pass, makes the right play. But AJ Bergen, I mean. Again, he's not a great finisher on the basket, and I think that's something him and his, his dad and the club team are working on. But he'll he'll Correct. he'll get he'll get into the paint and he'll make it look like he's going to finish, and then he'll yeah. find that guy if he sees a shot blocker coming to beat it yeah. off the glass. He'll find the open guy, and that's what I respect about AJ. Another thing I respect about him is he's a very good on ball defender and a very good team defender. Yeah. As we we witnessed on him taking that angle back and getting that charge, yeah. what I thought was a charge. Um, yeah. But even to be in that position, you had to you had to turn around you had to sprint to the spot you had to take the correct angle to get to that spot you had to set your feet you had to take it in the chest and not move and he did all of those things yeah so that's that's just high iq stuff and aj really in my opinion um he's tracking his stock oh for sure and he's young talk about young guys yeah aj bergen's one of the youngest guys out there yeah so he's he's good for him He's, he's tracking up um that game point team obviously in lillard did well uh the other the guy i like to talk about in the non uh, championship, yeah, non-championship games. 
the guy that had the, the standout performance that we all saw it was Benny Geeler. <laughs> Benny G. Yeah, the That's the guy. Uh, Devin, you know I always talk about this. I like kids with live legs. Yeah. You know, and, and, and can really go. And, and Benny can just stop and pop. And he's fast. He's I, is really he quick? fast. He's he's quick, but and he's fast. really he's fast. Both. Like, he's fast. Like quick to get by yeah. people, but he's yeah. in the open court and yeah. getting up and down. He is fast. He will just go by you in a, yeah. in a second. And you know, he started at uh, we we got a, a dose of him. Obviously, when he was younger, he's been to the to the Balls Life Junior All American Camp. But and then he got, he went right from the Balls Life Junior All American Camp. And he had a his first summer league game for for Carvey Catania at Rolling Hills, he had like 37 points at Fairfax. Everybody <laughs> saw him. Right. It was like, this guy's really good. Yeah. And he's just carrying that over. He had a good freshman season. Uh, you know, he, he he had a really, really good freshman season. And he's he's uh, tracking up, playing well. Just he's better from a year ago. So, you know, that's what you want to see as a 16 and under. Yeah. And then, you know, next he'll... He'll, he'll have this sophomore year to do good and then decide, is he going to be on the 17s, a second team, or you know where is he at a year from now? Because right now he's he's definitely tracking as a D1 player. and Yeah, I mean. He, he can really shoot. He had yeah. uh, eight, eight threes. threes. Yeah. Eight threes in the game we saw. Where, uh, against, that was the semis against Game Point. Against Game Point. And uh, Game Point kind of gutted the victory out. They, you know, they uh, did very well. Uh, Dylan Andrews had sat out that game. He got hurt against they, Chuck Hayes. Yeah, that Conference Magic team was... Because Johnny Wright was at USA Basketball, yeah. uh, they moved Luke Turner up to the 17s team. team. Yeah. Um, so that that Contemporary team is in a kind of regrouping stage, but sure. No matter, no matter what, Andrews, no yeah. matter what, they were in every game this weekend because of Benny. The way yeah. Benny plays, right? Correct. He's a he, he's a he's a confident guy. He does not lack confidence. He has an it factor. No. He's not afraid. No. Uh, of anybody, like he'll go at anybody. And you know, Harvey will probably tell you. Um, there's good, there's good aspects of that. And yeah. there's probably bad aspects of that. Cause the shot selection probably needs work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that dude just, yeah. he just, he's the real deal. I mean, he, he plays like, I mean, he's the only guy on the court or yeah. he's like the biggest guy on the court and he's five ten, right? He's five ten, Yeah. Five eleven. Five eleven at most. And like 140 pounds. Yeah. But he plays like he's six, <laughs> nine. He plays like he's KD or something. Yeah. He's, he's you notice him. Yeah. You, if yeah. you watch the game that he's playing in, you're going to notice him. Right. That's what I like. He's a difference maker. You have to account for him. Ben is, he's kind of in his own world. Like, yeah, he kind of has his own. He he he, he operates at, at, to the beat of his own mm-hmm. drum. Yep. You know what I mean? Correct. And it makes a big difference. It does. He he plays he plays um, real hard. Let's, another guy I wanted yeah, to ahead. just jump in and mention because they had a great high school season and he he looked good as Don Don Jose Don Lindsay, Don Lindsay uh, from the team Lillard. Uh, you could see why Western Ranch was in the open in the north. Gavin Wilburn, who played on the seventeen. Lillards and, and the sixteen Lillards just did a little better as a team. The seventeen Lillards had a couple moments. Uh, Donze Lindsay is a playmaker in the key. Gets he do a lot of things. His changes pace, finishes around the basket. Good young player to track. He's a two twenty one at Western Ranch in Stockton. So uh, let's move on to the fifteens, Devin. Uh, you know that we didn't get to see as many games in the fifteen because some of them were not offsite. But yeah. We got to see. We got to kind of see the ones that, that counted. Uh, yeah. Whether so, it was quarterfinals or, or semifinals. Yeah. Um, that that was one by that. that was one by Dream Vision. Um, Which people expected, but yeah, the LA Elite Fifteens played really well. Right, and I thought I said, man, I mean, I'm going to watch the Sixteens. I'm more. really, yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because, I, like, yeah. we were going through our list of players, the guys who we had on on the list we don't have that guy who had the biggest performance of the Fifteens on that that day on Monday, which was um, uh, the kid from Servite. Yeah. Six three guard. Six three guard from Servite. 
Uh, God, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. To Javis Miller. God. To it's Javis like we've Miller. been talking yeah. about him for but the last three days. But, but it's funny because that's like what we're talking about. Right. With some of these teams, you don't, they don't like, oh man, you know, they don't catch your eye, but you keep watching, you keep watching, you say that guy's very good. Yeah, he had, 30, he had 30, 31 points in that championship, yeah. championship loss to Dream Vision, uh, 11 of 16 from the field. Um, and that he just plays at he plays at a really good pace. He doesn't get sped up. Uh, he takes good shots. Uh, he gets off the ball when he needs to. Doesn't overhandle. And you know, a thing I like about Tajavis is you never know if he's up or down. He has that. You know, he carries himself in a way where if he's down twenty, he is acting like the same way he would when he's up twenty. Gotcha. I like that about him. What did you uh, see from Tajavis? Because I know he was kind of a guy who surprised you. I saw him. Yeah. I saw him a year ago. You uh, saw him a little more. Yeah, I saw him a year ago. I liked him a year ago up uh, the sports academy. I forgot what event that was, but he was playing with LA Elite. Yeah, it was before his freshman year. But he was, I mean, I think he was a first team or a second team all Trinity League performer. That's tough to do as a freshman. Yeah, and, and plus he, did. he doesn't have the talent around him that, like, we're talking no, about Ian yeah, Martinez yeah, yeah. and Devin Askew. Jake Kaiman, Max yeah. Agabong Paulo. Yeah, like all these Pac 12 guys. A bunch of Pac 12 guys he's playing against. So he's he's very good. You know, he, he helped that team. He keeps within the. Framework of the team, they're 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 about the team first, and they did have a, they had a chance to win that game. I like I said, I said, oh man, that's going to be tough for them to to beat that Dream Vision team. You know, we'll see what they do. I don't know. You know, man, watch the 16s a little closer, but I, I was I kept watching the 15s because it was he, a good close game. He made you turn and watch. Yeah, he made you turn and watch. And uh, you know, let's talk about Dream Vision a little bit. Yeah, champions, uh, the champions, the two guys. Uh, you could talk about Josh Jefferson, and I'll talk about Jeremiah Narco. Jeremiah okay. was an up-and-coming player. He's going to be in the training league as well. He's with that Bosco. He's playing on the JVs. Uh, he was the most springy active player, I thought, on uh, on the court and the fi- amongst all the 15s oh, I yeah. saw. Yeah. Um, you know, blocking shots, getting rebounds, clearing space. Um, you just notice he's going to be good down the line. He's a little raw right now. Like I said, he's a JV player, but he's you know should and probably will contribute to the varsity at Bosco this upcoming year. Yeah. Um, you know, he did a really good job, and, and you know, he, he doesn't do anything he can't do. Mm-hmm. Not just jacking threes and doing all this dumb stuff. So He plays with his strengths. See, yeah, that's what I like to see in a young player. So why don't you talk a little bit about Jefferson? Yeah, first, Nyarko, I want to just touch on him a little bit. Yeah. A lot of what things sometimes I do, especially in, in bigger games, is I'll text uh, varsity coaches before I go to a high school game, like, hey, sure. you got any JV guys yeah. worth coming to watch? Especially if you're in a crowded game and you have to get yeah, there early or something. Yeah. Worth coming to watch, um, who are, you know, maybe freshmen who are going to be on varsity next year and you didn't have really have room for them, especially with the loaded teams like Bosco and Monterey and people like that. But yeah. um, he, I text Matt Dunn before they played Monterey uh, one night yeah. and I was, he said, yeah, I got two guys, uh, Jeremiah Narco being one of them, Marco Kens also on that, that Dream Vision 15s team. Um, and I went and watched them play Monterey JVs and it was obvious, you know, his, his natural ability as an athlete um, and, and he plays hard. He's a guy to watch. Uh, moving to Joshua Jefferson from Liberty of Vegas, plays on the same high school team as Julian Strother. He's a throwback big man, you know? And he has a brother who spent time in the NFL, big-time football player. Oh, he has wide shoulders. Yeah, and he's just he's got that, like, offensive lineman body, uh, but he has true back-to-the-basket basketball skill. And he's another guy, like you said, plays to his strength, doesn't try and do anything out of his element. He runs, rim runs, seals off, catches the ball in the post, if he gets doubled, he passes it out, he reposts. If it's a one-on-one matchup and he, at the 15U level, nobody is going to match up with with him, right? Just cool. size and body-wise and footwork. He'll go to work and he'll get you a bucket with his back to the basket. So I think that was another guy who um, kind of got onto my radar that who previously wasn't already just based on 
the way he played. Um, and then let's go to Compton Magic 15s, uh, another team. Um, that was that was good. A couple guys, whether it's Team Thomas, uh, which has Mikey Williams and Quentin yeah. Webb, or the regular Compton Magic team with a uh, guy like who I like, who's probably going to be going to Corona Centennial uh, this fall, is Jared McCain. Uh, true point guard, pay, plays with good pace, good feel, um, pass first guy, but can score it if need to. Ronnie, what'd you see? Yeah, I, I like Jared McCain. Obviously, his brother Jace is well known. Uh, we, we've known about him f- for a while. Uh, I, I really like his overall ability. He just keeps the game simple, under control. And, you know, uh, he did a very good job. Um, as we jump to the Team Thomas, Compton Magic team, um, they have more of a high profile, quote unquote, players. They have guys that are very similar in terms of athletes, yeah. 6'1 to 6'3. Um, you know, obviously, Mikey Williams, the 6'1 guard from San Ysidro. 6'1. Is, yeah. Is he, what is this? I mean, he, I mean, I think he's about six one and a half, but a okay. lot of the listings are a little, a little, little generous. Generous, yeah. Oh, six. Okay, this is <laughs> yeah. six one, six two. But you know, we we talk about everybody who who follows high school ball now probably knows about him because he has such a big following. Yeah. But as you look at the team, they're very similar, and he doesn't just jump out. Like if you didn't know, you might thought Quentin Webb was Mikey Williams. Sure, Quentin like Webb had a good weekend. Know, yeah. Quentin Webb had a really good yeah, weekend from Loma Linda Academy. I like him. I just. Look like he's just his legs are lively, springy. He does good things around the basket. Obviously, the play at that level is not maybe as clean as the sixteen to seventeen levels. There's a lot of you know offensive rebounds, a lot of junk baskets. Players not really staying in front of other players in transition. You know they get a lot of dunks, things like that. So yeah. uh, that's that's where I see Mikey Williams, where he thrives is you know he's stronger. He may be more experienced than uh, other fifteen players. And, and guys are not really staying between him and the basket. Like, right. You know, just basic fundamental basketball. So, um, you know, he has a lot of fanfare, and he's going to have a target on his back. And yeah. It, he does have some ability, um, but is it over overwhelming ability from some of the ninth graders or incoming ninth graders I see? No. Yeah. You know, so. He's a nice, he's a, he's a very good player. Yeah. That's the thing. Now, yeah, for right now he's a very he's a very good player. Obviously, all players of any, you know, level, any age, any ability need have things they need to work on, and he certainly has things he needs to work on. Sure. Um, but like you said, there's I mean, he's got like 500 plus thousand followers on Instagram and <laughs> wow. like Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it, like you said, it, it brings with you a target it brings yeah. with you um, other respons- people's best, re- best effort re- responsibilities yeah. uh you know maybe good or bad people trying to get into your camp and all that stuff that a 14 year old or 15 year old kid shouldn't have to worry about um so that, that brings us into kind of our next point here ronnie you've written a story before for cal high sports about the top most hyped or um, most highly touted eighth graders yeah to move into high school uh, since like 82, right? Yeah, it was uh-huh. 35 years. And and kudos to my guy, Mark Tennis, and others who originally worked on a story. And then I added like the last 15 okay. years so, yeah. or whatnot. The, we so, won't go through all of them. Of I mean, course there's a not. whole lot of players. Yeah. But let's go to the top five most high players. Number one, obviously, Shea Cotton, right? Yeah. Then we have Keelan Fortune. Point guard. Point guard. Yeah, Ma- Zan Mason. Yeah. Demetrius Walker. And Dwayne Williams. Ronnie, kind of bring this Mikey Williams into this and yeah. where would he fit on this list? And, um, kind of give you the synopsis of the, yeah, the overall like idea of what yeah. he's facing. Yeah. Just so you guys know, that's the, 
list of the guys that are the most hyped, not the best five we've seen at that level right. coming into high like school. Production-wise, as a freshman, this yeah. is the hyped coming into, into their freshman, freshman year. year. Correct. So um, the guy who obviously draws the comparison to, immediately when you think about size, athleticism, is Demetrius Walker. You know, uh, D was about 6'1", 6'2". Um, and he... It was a great marketing, I guess, at that time for by Joe Callard. To, he was he had a big Sports Illustrated story, and most people who followed it at the time thought it was unwarranted. And even uh, Joe said at the time, "I couldn't have read, I couldn't have written a better hype piece than the, <laughs> that story was written. It was perfectly tailor made for that." Um, I could think of the guy who you got, well, he also you... also wrote the book, "The Play of the Hearts." Out of his oh, book. George Dorman. George Dorman. Okay. So, you know, he kind of started out like, you shouldn't be reading this. This guy, you know, has the, the hype of the next LeBron, that kind of thing. And uh, there's a million reasons why people think he, he, you know, didn't elevate to the heights expected. And obviously, we see Demetrius before. He was an assistant at J. Sarah for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's funny because Demetrius looks almost the same size he did then right. that he does now. And he was that typical kind of wing type of player. He could jump over players. I think I do see a little bit more skill with with Mikey, but it's the same scenario. Um, coming in, he's not jumping as high as Cassius Stanley. No, and he's not jumping as high as Corey Benjamin, our buddy. You know who coaches various travel. Was he was going into JW North his ninth grade year? He's not at that level. So, you know, where does he leave? He's going to have to develop his skills. Going to have to develop some point guard skill, ball handling, decision making, all that, all that stuff that we we we've, we've talked about over and over on the pod. Um, but that's to be expected. You know, that's that's the to thing. be expected. But it's you like, can't just jump over guys and people like be you, hype. people yeah. like you and me and, yeah. and Frank and Joel and people who evaluate understand yeah. that yeah. like we don't see the hype and all that. We don't yeah. follow on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Um, we understand that kids need time to develop. Yeah. It's kind of the, everyone else around them already anointing them yeah. as being the next big thing, and then putting all that pressure on a on the shoulders of a young, really young player i'm not sure yeah. i don't i've never talked to mikey i'm not sure if yeah. he's a mature or immature kid i couldn't tell you um either way but i mean that's just a lot of a lot of pressure to put on a on a young kid yeah um, um going keep going into that you know yeah. Dwayne williams was a part of ebo program he played at abcd camp he was a 2001 when, when he was going in so this is 17 18 years ago uh he did pretty well he went to chaparral of temecula and and he just didn't. And then he was going to go to transfer to San Joaquin Memorial. He just didn't develop into uh, all state type player who's going to be on a state ranked team. And then he went to IMG Academy, reclassed to 2005. Then most people don't know about him. Uh, Keleon Fortune started on a terrific Dominguez team, and and at that time, most of the good players in Pat Barrett's program were going to Dem- to to Dominguez. Um, you know, to give you an e- example of. Uh, who Dwayne, um, sorry, of who Kilian played with. He played with Cedric Bozeman, who was McDonald's All-American. Yep. He played with Josh Childress on that young SEA team, mm-hmm. McDonald's All-American. Jamal Sampson, who played at Modern Day, started at Westchester. And um, Eric Sodenberg, who was also a big-name player at the time, who started at Modern Day. And, uh, you know, he was the most player that people were talking about coming into Dominguez. And it's, there's that famous game that um, people didn't know about this kid from Hanford. He, and he moved down to San Bernardino. And all these uh, coaches were trying to find him. I've heard about this 6'10 kid. He lives in San Bernardino. And he's, he's you know, 
doesn't know anything about travel ball. He's not on a team. So all these coaches were trying to find him. And it's funny we mentioned Demetrius Walker because it's Joe Caller who literally went like, like neighborhood to neighborhood. On a scavenger hunt. Yeah, and went on a scavenger hunt. And this kid opens the door. It's, you know, like a grassroots story. Hi, you know, is, is there a Tyson here? <laughs> yeah, I'm Tyson. You know, and it's the six nine, <laughs> you know, kid going into ninth grade. So he plays for Joe's team. And again, this other team, you know, has Bozeman, you know, Childress. Legitimate Fortune. guys yeah, who ended up playing well pro somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And 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 <laughs> Joe Keller's team just it was immediate that Joe's Keller team was gonna win and, and Pat's team hadn't really lost in like two years or yeah. whatever, you know. It's such a big great grassroots story. So eventually, obviously, Pat does what what Pat does, and you know, nobody can charm like Pat, and he's eventually on the SEA team. Oh, yeah, Pat went and got yeah. the guy who beat him for yeah, sure. Yeah, and you know, Tyson Chandler actually had a, a story on 60 Minutes. Uh, before he even played for Dominguez, it was a it was a big story at the time, and it's funny that story. And then George Dorman, the same guy we did, wrote a big piece about Tyson Chandler as a senior at Dominguez, and we talk about hype. And it's funny because when that story came out, it was didn't it didn't paint Pat in a good light. It didn't paint Nike in a good light. It didn't paint the whole sis- Dominguez program in a good light. But what happened? More and Pat got more and more calls. For people to join his program than right, ever. So right. it's funny how that hype works. We talk about that. You know, um, I'm sure there's people that want to play with like Mikey Williams and Bronny all over the country. I know that sounds sick, Devin, but I know it's happening oh, because it happened with, for sure. with Tyson. You know, he comes out on 60 minutes as a freshman. Everybody wants to join Pat's team. Yeah. There's a big expose by Sports Illustrated on Pat's team, kind of shitting on Pat's team. Mm-hmm. What do people want to do? Pat, how do I get, how do you get on your team? How do I get on your team? Yeah. So some of this, it's crazy how it works. So just wanted to kind of give some perspective on on that Mikey Williams story. And, uh, you know, we obviously we're going to we're gonna watch him. And, of course. And we're going to evaluate him as a as unbiased, you know, yeah. not taking one no. side or the other. Evaluate the player. And and the last I hope guy it gets wanted, better, man. Yeah. yeah. And the, the last two guys I mentioned of those five, we talked about three already, is Zan Mason. He he came into Verbum Day really highly regarded and he ended up finishing at Westchester. Verbum Day had a great team. Uh I think our guy Coley Kyman, Jake's dad, kind of uh made put a program out there on Twitter about uh Verbum Day playing in uh his dad's tournament. His dad's tournament, yeah. Yeah, and Verbum Day that year had Ronnie Gibson, who was a good known senior. He's kind of on Twitter, talks about Yeah, ball, I like yeah, Ronnie's always asking questions, what championship games are, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they're freshmen, they had a huge group of freshmen, but they never stayed together, and including in that group was uh Alan Hunter, who was the best one coming in, and and also included Zan, who ended up getting a scholarship to UCLA out of out of Westchester. And and the group also Included Ed O'Bannon, who became the best of that group later, right. but he wasn't the most hyped one coming in. Okay. It was Allen. So just kind of crazy how all that works. And then I, we talk about Twitter followers and Instagrams and things like that. The, the fifth guy would be Shea Khan. So he would be the one only guy on my list that was the most hyped and was the best as a freshman, like the top yeah, five as a gotcha. freshman. Because he, he produced, was yeah. Six, four, six, five. He, I mean, we think Mikey could jump in. The, like Shea was on another level. Yeah. You know, he was. It's 215, 220 pounds. It's not even comparable because we talk about these guys and some, you know, Mikey Williams is playing 15. It's not like he's shade to play 15 would have been a joke. Right. Like, you know, he was too good. He was already one of the best 17 and under players around as a, as a freshman. incoming yeah, freshman. Gotcha. And he produced and they went, modern day went to the regional final where they lost to Chris Johnson, Tremaine Folks. Yeah, yeah. team with Miles as a senior. Shea was definitely one of the best players in the state. So 
uh, crazy uh, background. There's a lot of information, and and you know, like we said, we're gonna give Mikey fair evaluations, and yeah. we're gonna see him a lot, and, and, and hope, hope he, he does good. Hope he does well. Yeah. And before we leave this topic, um, you and I were kind of debating uh, whether we were gonna go over to the map yeah. to the LA Classic and watch. Uh, the Bronny James show yeah. uh, because I think this is kind of pertinent to what we're talking yeah. about with hype and all that yeah. as, as an eighth grader. <laughs> uh, I mean, I looked on Twitter and we were asking our ball is life camera guys who were there uh, recording the whole thing, what the scene was like. And when I saw the videos of the scene, it was something that was not for me, not sure. my interest. So I did not go watch him. Um, but the good thing is Bronny James is going to play high school basketball in, in Southern California oh. for the time being. So I'll be able to see him in a regular Plenty setting where we can yeah. evaluate. Um, but he's another guy, man. I mean, he, yeah. he got a Twitter, I mean, a Instagram account this weekend, maybe even a Twitter account, but his Instagram account, he's already over a million followers <laughs> in like three days, dude. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's insane. Like, yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Obviously he's the son of one of the best players of all time. Ever, yeah. And, um, there's not going to be two guys coming into California ball that I could think of the same year. With that type of just excitement and hype, well, there's been some guys. I obviously I, I mentioned them, and uh, you know, for Mikey and for Bronny to come into high school together, man, that's going to be a lot of fanfare, a lot of hype. Obviously, they got to work on their games, um, and they got to they got to deal with other, you know, people having eyeballs in them much more than like the guys from 20 and 30 years ago do. Yeah, you know, it's it's, a, it's it's a it's a, a mixtape men dream. Like yeah, camera guy people who have. Yeah. sites or youtube channels or whatever like balls i've just there i mean these guys are i mean clicks are just out of control it's, it's yeah. insane and, okay here's here's what you know what i just came up with a fantastic idea yeah tucker i'm gonna call you i'm not sure where brian's going to high school yet apparently crossroads but uh you know you never know yeah. never know yeah. whoever wherever he goes i'm calling that coach we are gonna do a mikey williams <laughs> versus Bronny james yeah game okay. hoops by Uglin. Yeah. all hype game yeah i mean because that's what it would be but that's what you're you're saying. I'm is, doing it. Yeah, that's what you're saying is we didn't go over there because we want to evaluate Bronny. We don't want to ask. We don't want to have to spend five minutes trying to get a good view. Right. Uh, cameraman getting mad because we stand in front of him or us getting mad at him because he keeps jumping in front of us. Right. That's the reason. Not it had yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. to do with the game. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's why we we just want to spend as much time as we can evaluating watching the actual game because that's what we need to do. That's kind of what our job is, but also that's what people want to expect we so don't want to you know at, at the who's by Uglin, um all hype game which is going to be held at staples center i'm going to sell out the arena um <laughs> yeah. i'm going to guarantee you a courtside seat unobstructed view <laughs> unobstructed. Uh, we're, we're going to get this done somehow some way yeah. um but the people who i'm not going to invite ronnie are the psychotic parents yeah and crazy coaches and just absolute like craziness we saw this weekend at Magic Memorial. People yeah. were just on edge. Yeah. People got were, were just pissed walking in the door. I'm not sure like what happened. Someone cut them off on the freeway, yeah. on the way there, whatever. But man, I mean, it was just everyone was on edge. There was like borderline fighting almost every game. Yeah. There were parents chasing down officials after the game, screaming at them in their faces. Man, what is going on? Um, you know, I just think that people take out some of their stresses. At, at the events that they go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that, sure. You know, and it's yeah. a natural stress reliever, I guess, to go... S- it's supposed to be a natural stress reliever to go see your kids play sports. But you're putting pressure on them, and it wraps up your pressure because maybe you want to get them in some kind of camp. Maybe you think they should be on the higher, you know... Rankings or whatever, yeah. Rankings and... Want to get them higher, written about. Yeah, in a higher division. Oh, I think my kid should start over that kid. I think the thing that's tough is that... Um, 
like we kind of saw in the Compton Magic game with Dream Vision, is you got a group of kids, uh, you know, into the game and they're and they're, you know, cheering for one group and the parents from the opposite team are sitting right behind them or in front cheering of them. Cheering for the other, yeah, yeah. So then you hear something said and and, and, like, and it's nothing serious. Like but grown ups are talking shit to kids. kids like, kids come the other on, way. dude. Yeah, kids in the other way and right. you got to stop the game. Um, you know, I I think it just has it's a microcosm, a little bit of. Of uh, stress and the pressures of playing ball that maybe weren't there 20, 30 years ago. Sure. And we're, you know, there's a With lot the of pressure, advent, a lot of social media. media. Yeah, you want your kid you know, to have mixtapes and tweets and, and have the opportunities. You, right. The cost of things. Yeah. The, the pressure to get a scholarship, it's, it's really expensive to go to college. Yeah. As we've seen with the scandals that have nothing to do with sports but right. you know even the pay for play uh, scandal and, and becky fucking yeah. trying to get her kid in she yeah. already has money and she's yeah. trying to get her kid in yeah the usc is this 500 grand or whatever yeah yeah it's ridiculous so that adds becky. pressure <laughs> um the cost to go to the games add pressure yeah sometimes the, now it didn't happen this weekend in Orlu, but the cost of parking aggravates people yeah big shout, I know out, it to, does, big shout out to tope yeah. and them guys we're not charging us parking at Orlu. i love yeah. that yeah. yeah no that's that's a that's a stressor right there, Devin. I know we. It's fifteen. Talk, bu- it's fifteen yeah. bucks to get in the door. Then you have to charge pay twelve bucks to park. park. Like, come on. It starts. Some, people some, start getting. A lot of these people don't have money to yeah, pay for that stuff. They get. Uh, I get at you. And again, if you're Mikey Williams or Shea Cotton, or uh, you know Evan Mobley, you don't have to pay to play on the team you no, are on. But right. a lot of these kids do. Some of these kids do. So yeah. you got to pay to play on the team. Then you pay to get in the door, you pay to park, and now you and you hate the ref. And you That's get, a yeah, bad and the ref, combination. And not, I mean, to yeah, give to yeah. give credit to those people who get upset at the officials, a lot yeah. of times, yeah. I think their gripes are legitimate, Legit. yeah. right? Like yeah. the refs aren't that good. They're there to make their 25, 30 bucks a game, and they kind of sure. they so, get to like the free throw line and turn around, talk to somebody, or I'm guilty of talking to refs. Well, yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? Or they sit there, they don't pay attention, they miss calls, all that stuff. Yeah, because it's not taking it seriously like as a CIF playoff. Right, game. and these people are paying money to for for those things you just the, mentioned. The kids be on the team for yeah. to get in the door or to park. park. I mean, the then, stress level just goes way yeah, up. Yeah, they're already pissed walking in the door, and then yeah. little Johnny doesn't uh, play well, isn't starting, isn't playing well, and it just all spirals out of control. Yeah. And then we get what we had, you know, at vi- almost every event that we go to. Yeah, people getting pissed, fights, you know, people talking shit, and it's just, I mean, I, I see it escalating to another a higher point and someone's just gonna lose it like full-on lose it it, right lose it yeah i think think you think of like my childhood and you know if somebody says oh you want to you know talk you want to okay i'm gonna go to the car i'm gonna get a gun like i've heard that before and it's like you don't play around with that especially then i think people are a little more you know tame and in terms of you know people used to gun play was not uh, they didn't immune, joke about it. Yeah, they didn't when it was not they would immune. Go, they would go get it and come back, back. with it, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. They threaten so, it. No, yeah. So now <laughs> you don't want to go there because now we're talking about really ruining the whole scene for... Well, that would be a terrible tragedy uh, yeah. because, I mean, if a guy comes in there and starts shooting... <laughs> right, you never know, dude. People are not yeah, stable. Yeah, they just... You, you have no defense to that. Yeah. There's nobody else in there with a gun. There's no police officer No in security, uniform. right? Yeah, there's no armed security so now you're in a real yeah. herd of trouble the events in a real herd of trouble and, and fe- then, all future events and are in, all yeah. future events are in the world herd of trouble so then it goes back to hurting again it's not going to hurt evan mobley no it's going to hurt unless young, evan mobley hits a straight bullet yeah, <laughs> like, that's like, not even uh, we're no talking we're not about. Even yeah. talk about that yeah, yeah. like that's it's going to hurt little johnny like yeah. you said his opportunities 
if there's not an insurance cost too much or if the price of security costs too much. No one's running events. Nobody's going to run events. You know, so, sec- you know how much armed security would cost uh-huh. at a yeah. high school basketball So everybody, that's the point we're bringing this up is to chill out, guys. Yeah. Have some perspective. Um, event operators, try to get to the place where you can't charge. You know, the charging is not out of control. Yeah. And, and it's, I know it's hard, but, you know, we need to do that, work on that. Try to go to venues that are friendly about the parking. Yeah. At least have parking for them. Not you know you're paying twenty dollars and you're going in circle for thirty minutes. That's that my pisses thing. Pe- people off yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know. I, I want this is more for um, yeah. location yeah. operators like Map or any like momentous large locations. Work with the person hosting the event and yeah. include a parking yeah. like a like a, a solid number in the amount of the rent yeah. for parking and then don't have your attendants out there taking twenty bucks at the door. Yeah, like make your make your parking money in in one way and then make your other money on yeah. the rental of the of the gym and of, of the, the courts, gym, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, a fair way, and then people can come and go and park as they please, not pay twenty bucks or twelve bucks. Yeah, because I, I hear a crazy. lot. Of, I hear a lot of uh, complaints about that. And I, mean, I I like you and I. I'll walk three miles before I pay twelve bucks. <laughs> I'm serious. It depends. Yeah. For me, it depends on the situation, sure. and the time. You know, my time, situation, time is money. That kind well, of I don't thing, give a shit. I yeah. am not paying. Yeah. yeah, I understand. I'll pay. I won't pay five bucks for parking. I'll park three miles away and walk my ass over there. Yeah, it's just a principle. I get it. Um, it's a principle. Well, there's a good thing. It's a nice, nice segment into our our closeout topic. You know, we like to close out the yeah, show. How, and how, how dare Dino's yeah. charge for parking yeah. at the Pangos All American yeah. Camp? Yeah, so that's not Dino's. It's yeah, Serious College Bay. It's so only two bucks a day. That's good. That's a great thing. If you guys want to see some good basketball, uh, it's free. And that's it the Pangos All American Camp. It's the seventeenth edition of it this weekend, upcoming May thirty first to June second. Um, the camp is NBA certified. So last year he had twenty two NBA teams in in attendance. This year he'll have that and possibly all thirty. Yeah, he's thinking about all thirty. He's thinking yeah. all thirty is going to show up. Probably most likely all thirty is going to show up. Devin, talk a little bit about that, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the players we're looking forward to seeing, and maybe some of the guys on. Uh, that maybe break out at this camp. This is kind of what the camp is for. You know, if a guy it's coming off the spring, it's kind of official start of summer. Uh, if guys don't play high level guys don't play good in the spring, it's a place where they can really, you know, show their wares. Yeah. So, um, talk a little bit about what you want to see. Talk a little bit about yeah, the, camp. the thing about, I like about the, the Pangos camp is a lot of times Dinos has highly rated guys, but he also has guys who are looking to, to prove themselves. Yeah. And, uh, he invites them and, and allows them to do so on a big stage in front of a lot of, Scouts, media, yeah. Yeah. NBA scouts, things of that nature. So that, that's one of the reasons I like going to this camp so much. Um, another reason for me uh, specifically is I get to see guys who I don't always sure. see. Because, it's a national camp. Yeah, I don't I don't have the money to be yeah. going on flights to UIBL and all, all those stops and whatever, sure. UA and hotels and all that. I don't have the money for that. So this allows yeah. me to see out-of-town out of players, play, uh, you know, national-level players, and um, that's what I really like about it. So... Three guys who I'm really looking forward to seeing, Ronnie. You'll have your three in a second. Uh, my first is Terrence Clark from 2021 from Brewster Academy. He's got a, a massive rep. Uh, I know he's obviously a good player. Um, you know, he's got offers from whichever school you can think of. He's got sure. an offer. Uh, Cade Cunningham. I've seen King Cade Cunningham before. He's at Montverde Academy now, from originally from Texas. Uh, a 2020, you know, all-around player, good guard. Um, big guard, big guard. I'm yeah. a hu- I'm a already a huge fan of his game. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm looking forward to seeing him is because he plays the game the right way and, and sure. really just kind of commands um, commands and, your attention. He's a guy that could start to control. That could really be yeah, in that no, no. most outstanding player category. Sure. Like he can really elevate himself. 
to that level. Yeah, he's he's going to be a guy who yeah. is in the top 20 game and is in the, the most outstanding MVP conversation. Uh, the third guy for me is, is Micah Peavy, a 2020 wing from Duncanville in Texas. I saw him as a, as a freshman. He was playing on the Under Armour circuit. I believe he's a Nike guy now. Um, but when he was a freshman, man, I mean, he wasn't overly skilled, right? But, I mean, he was like 6'7", super long, extremely bouncy, and he, he would just dunk everything around the basket. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him in the terms of how, how has he gotten better? What what has he done to take his game to another level? Um, or if he's even done that at all. So those are three guys who I'm looking forward to seeing, Ronnie. Who are your three? My three are, let's talk about 221. Two of them for 221. Kudos to, to Dinos, Trigonus, our guy. Looks like he's going to have maybe seven of the top dozen, dozen 221. Somewhere in that range, seven or eight. I mean, great group. You know, we want to see 221s, especially me, because I've seen a lot of the 220s. So I'm looking at Aminu Muhammad, uh, originally from the D.C. area. He's now in, in Missouri. He was a state player of the year in, in his uh, classification. He's um, not well known to the, I think, to the West Coast brethren. You know, he's somebody I want to see, see how good he stacks up to that group. He's in that top tier group that we talk about, you know, um, with, with guys like Patrick Baldwin, Terrence Clark, who you mentioned, Jonathan Kaminga, Jaden Hardy. I want to see how he... Stacks up to that group. He's at Greenwood uh, Laboratory School now, a 6'4". Can do a lot of things. He's a little under the radar nationally because he tr- he moved from D.C. to Missouri. Um, the second guy I want to see is uh, Dayron Sharp. He's a 220 UNC commit. Um, the reason I want to see him is he went to uh, South Central High School. They were in our Fab 50. They only lost one game. They did very well. They only lost to the senior-led Brian Antoine and Scotty Lewis team, uh, state champions. And obviously, you know, for a kid to go to North Carolina, 6'9", in size, um, this camp's going to have tons of guys 6'9", and taller. So I want to see how he stacks up nationally to the other guys that we know a little bit more about, whether that be the Evan Mobley's, etc. You know, so I want to see Dayron, what he can do, mainly because of his high school accolades and, and he's a winner in the high school team and he had a good high school season. So I want to see how that translate yeah. individually. Cause I like to see there's no ducking. There's no, um, not a lot of timeouts. There's, if you're playing bad, you go and regroup and sub in this event, you're going to get exposed. If you don't have the talent level to play at this level, at this event, that's what I like. Cause it's a little bit loose. Um, obviously you don't want to see selfish play, but a, a you got to go and guard that guy. And you, if he's going to embarrass you, if you're not at his level, yeah, so that's what I want to see. You get to assert yourself you if got, you want to be, yeah. be noticed. You got to assert yourself if you want to be noticed. The last guy I want to see is go back to 221. Again, we're talking about that, that eye-level group is Michael Foster. He was my national freshman of the year. Um, when he was a freshman, he's a 221. He came in with a lot of fanfare. He's from the Milwaukee area. And his sophomore year, uh, I thought that Patrick Baldwin was a little stronger. Uh, Patrick's kind of elevated himself to the top of that group. And I just want to see where Michael Foster fits in to that 221 group. And because now he's going to Hillcrest, he's going to be playing with Daylon Terry and Kyrie Walker. I want to see how that kind of is going to work. Like who, you know, is, is Daylon going to be the best long-term prospect? Is Michael better than these 222 guys that are in 220? You know, is Kyrie still the alpha male? Is Kyrie going to play better than both of them? He could. I'm not, you know, he yeah. maybe not be at that, at that skill level, but I want to see how Michael... Uh, adjusts and fits in because he has a big name. He has a big rep, but 
other guys are on his tail in that class. Yeah. You know, uh, coming up fast. And uh, that that's a good group. You know, there's a lot of uh, other guys we could have mentioned. Uh, 220 also has, you know, Musa CC, AJ Griffin, you know, JT Thor, who should be at this camp. So 221 looking loaded. We'll see if they can step up and uh, challenge the Evan Mobley's, the Kate Cunningham's as as a camp MOP. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe we'll see you never know. That's, that's the good thing about this camp is, is yeah. sometimes some guys who yeah. you don't really expect to, to perform well end up performing very well and um, kind of have breakout camps, which just comes to our next three player grouping uh, breakout players. Um, I'll start with mine, Ronnie, uh, guys who have an opportunity to kind of either, you know, solidify their stock or get their names into national conversations. For me, I think this camp has the ability to help Issa Silva a lot. Uh, 2021 point card from Jesuit. He's already a top, in my opinion, the top, you know, four player in, in the state from that, uh, in that class. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this, this atmosphere is perfect for a guy like Issa because he wants to pass. Yes. He wants to set other guys up in here. The other as, guys are going to like playing yeah, with him. They are. They get as, on this team. As long as they allow him to do his thing. Yeah. Like you give Issa the ball, you run, you move, you run down the court, you move yeah. without the ball. He's going to find you. He's going to set you up and he's going to love to do that. And you're going to get open shots all day long. So I think a guy like Silva has a chance to really make a name for himself uh, on a national scale. Another guy who we talked about earlier, Frankie Collins, um, now going from Clark in Las Vegas, but now transferring to Arizona Compass Prep. Uh, he, he's coming off a good weekend at Orange Lutheran in the Magic Memorial Day tournament. Um, but this this is another guy who is going to thrive in this atmosphere because he does everything. He's going to guard. Uh, he's dynamic. He's great in transition. He's athletic. Um, so Frankie Collins is, should have a, a fantastic tournament here. He's already you know top what, 75 guy in, in the 2020 class. class in the country. He, he can he, elevate, he could elevate into the top 50, which is kind of what we want to see. Yeah, see if he can do that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I one thing I noticed, and I, we we talked about a little bit, is, uh, you know, a groupings of players. And and we talked about some of the guys on Team Lillard being from Sacramento. And it's funny because uh, there's a lot of good young players in the West Coast who are from Sacramento. Uh, whether and the Zayon Collins is now at Bishop Gorman. Frankie is lived in 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 Nevada and he's going on to Arizona. Devin Askew, the Gmater Degard, is originally from Sacramento. Um, the McCains, who's mm-hmm. going to go to Corona Centennial, yeah. is from Sacramento. So one time I, I he was at I believe the Fresh Kyrie Walker's from yeah, yeah. The, up north. Yeah. And I think we talked about uh, I I pulled. Uh, Frankie aside, and I go, you know, hey, Frankie, uh, it was at an event. It might have been the fresh sophomore camp. I go, you got to be assertive at all times. Because, again, he's hanging around with a group of guys he's known since fourth and third grade. You yeah. know, so in this camp, I want to see him not be buddy-buddy yeah. so much and and take it to those guys. For sure. And, rip and their throats out. You rip their throats out. That's yeah. what I want to see from a Frankie Collins. Because he knows so many of the guys. Yeah. And he's friendly. He's a good guy off the court. You know, he's Real he's, nice kid. Yeah, he's... A, impressionable and guys like hanging around with him. So we'll see if he does that. So for my two guys, uh, Ian Martinez and Mukaber Itini, the Ian Martinez, the guy we talked about from J Sarah 220. Again, you mentioned him. He could probably inch up to the 75, 50 range. Can he just explode and, and put himself in the top 20 conversation? Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe explode over guys, have a couple big dunks over big players, play the right way, hit the outside shot. That's what I want to see if Ian, or is he going to be like, whoa, I'm at another level. Now, this is not Pat's practice. Right. This is not Jay Sarah, Sarah. practice. Yeah. yeah. This is 
I'm going up against guys who are just as athletic as me, just as hungry. So I want to see how he fits in that in that mold. And then at Tenney, I had a chance to see at the Pangos, um, you know, all East Camp. And that camps, those four camps are kind of a building block to Pangos. You know, sure. if you do well at those camps. You'll get an invite you probably. Get, you yeah. get an invite to this. Uh, I thought he played just to the level even better than Jonathan Kaminga. Who's uh, from our Savior, New American? Who will He'll be, be there as well, yeah. Yeah, 221. He's one of those excellent 221s. And uh, Itini's 6'10 out of Suffield Academy, back to the basket. Great attitude. Um, I didn't hear much about him this high school season. Okay. You know, I was looking to make my underclass All American team, which you can see on ballslife.com. So I'm obviously looking for guys that are like state players of the year, first team all state. That type of thing, and and I didn't hear much about what he did at Suffield Academy. Maybe because he's at it's at a New England prep school, so I want to see yeah. if he's really in that conversation, or did he just play well that weekend that I, I saw him for sure. So you know, and he's got the size. He's he's kind of has like an international feel game to himself. So I want to see if he he uh, will thrive in this uh, Pangos camp setting for sure. Well, Ronnie, that was a that was a that was a fun show, man. I really like getting back to talking about players and you know, discussing, you know, evaluations and how we go about those things. And we'll have more of that um, next week on next week's pod uh, after the Pangos All-American camp is wrapped up. Um, we'll have standouts and, you know, maybe bring on some some other scouts and get their takes and uh, maybe even get uh, uh, Don Corleone of, of Grassroots, Dino Sergonis on the line maybe. If oh, he, he's if he agrees working the to phones it. right now. Yeah, like... we, we were trying to get him on for a preview, but, man, we called him and he sounded uh, yeah, he's he got... sounded winded. He's got a lot on his ta- a lot on his plate. So. Yeah, he does a lot to get this camp off the ground. Yeah, he does. He, he does. doesn't it's, – it's a free camp for yep. the public. He, you know, helps as many kids get out here as he can, and it's, it's a benefit to – to grassroots basketball, obviously, because now NBA scouts are are in yeah. attendance. So. Yeah. So if um, you have some time this weekend and want to watch, you know, a lot of the top players um, in, in the country and from the West Coast, uh, the the entry fee is zero at the Pangos All American Camp. You have to pay two dollars for parking at Cerritos College, which is I mean, that's that's actually relatively uh, respectable. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ronnie and I will be there, you know, watching court one, two, and three. Um, so come come by and say what's up. Hopefully, you know, you, you listen to the podcast um, and you like it. Uh, we have a couple people come up to us at, at Orange Lutheran and say they listen. So, yeah, thanks. Big yeah, kudos to everybody. It. Shout out to everybody that uh, listens. Um, you know, check out Devin's work at ballslife.com. Uh, check out his tweets. Uh, you know, we'll be tweeting and we'll, we'll be watching. We're not going to take a day off. Uh, it's going to be a, a busy June. We got high school camps coming up. Uh, high school evaluations will be new, obviously with the new NCA period. So uh, be on the lookout. There's yep. been some great players at this camp. You know, Brandon Jennings, Harrison Barr, Shabazz Muhammad, Stanley Johnson. We can go on and on. John yep. Wall. So we'll see who comes out as the most outstanding player, and if we agree with the the guy who's eventually picked. And that'll do it for episode 24 of the In the Paint Show, presented by Ball Is Life. Um, as always, your hosts Devin Newland and Ronnie Flores signing off. <laughs>